I used to think used I don't think. have much accent. Yeah. My English is really beautiful. And then until I started doing stand up comedy, and then I listened back to my comedy set, and I was like, shit, like, can we? Comedy with an Accent podcast. I'm your Taiwanese comedian, Quan Wen. I interview comedians who perform English stand-up comedy, but who are not native English speakers, or they can have a very distinct British regional accent. This podcast is all about comedy, about accent, about languages, and about the comedy technique. So stay tuned if you're interested. Hello, everyone. I have a very special guest today. I have to refrain myself from speaking Mandarin with her because we have a fellow Mandarin speaker. Without further ado, and that is Ching Wang. Hello, I'm Ching. If you only listen to the audio, you can't see. Currently, in front of us, the microphones are being placed toward different angle because <laughs> Ching is. I don't want to put short. it short. Yes, okay. You, say you, it. you can't see it. You use the word. Then the microphone stand is too tall for her. So we actually have to bend the microphone down. But anyway, Ching, we have to try our best not to speak Mandarin with each other today. Can we do that? I'll try my best. I'll try my best too. Yeah. If there are no other people around, our、yeah. first instinct is to speak Mandarin,、yeah. which is our first language、Definitely. in other cases. We're not from the same place though. I'm from Taiwan, and you're from. I'm from mainland China. I'm、you're... from Xi'an, Xi'an、yes. city. There's a lot of tension in the room. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. There's a war in Ukraine, but not on this side of Asia. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> first thing first, Ching, you have two different spelling for your name on your Instagram account. K I N. The other one is C H I N as Ching.、Yeah. Why is that? It's because in the Pinyin spelling, like the the mainland China, we use the Pinyin one. It's Ching, so it Q is like Ch sound. So Q I N. That's the that's the way I write it in my passport. So we print it in my passport. But it's very very difficult for all other non、uh, Chinese speaker, non like Pinyin speaker, Mandarin Chinese speaker to to pronounce that. Oh, welcome Queen. <laughs> Like since I was in university, I remember my first tutorial when they are checking all the students, and then they are like Queen Wang, and I didn't say say um here because I didn't know it was me because I was like who is this Queen Wang girl? So all my close friend who I actually friend with, they learn how to pronounce my name properly, but. People who I just know and they don't really know me, they're like hi, hi, Queen. Q I N and C H I N, less of two evil. Because let's face it, when they call you Ching, it's not proper, is it? The correct sound in Mandarin is Ching. It's a consonant that doesn't exist in English, and you're trying to find the closest one possible. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I saw in Taiwanese, you have the C H too. You have the C H. What do you call it? Wei Shi Ping. I don't know how to. I I don't I don't know the exact name of the phonetic conversion system, but we don't use it for phonetics. We have a completely different system. Ah, we so call it Bapamafa. It's a system invented about a hundred years ago. I think only in use in Taiwan, which is why when Taiwanese parents try to send their kids to Mandarin school overseas, there's always been like a struggle because、yeah. the school tend to teach the mainland Chinese ping system, which、yeah. is based on Roman alphabet A B C D, and the poor kids already highly interested in learning the、yeah. <laughs> language. Have to learn. To the phonetic system, we're driving very further from. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> right? We only have one hour, and we're gonna cut it into thirty minutes. Good luck for us. Anyway, <laughs> after. 
after I started doing comedy, I decided to convert my name from Q-I-N to C-H-I-N because I heard loads of people introducing me as Queen Wang. And the, it's not logical though because Queen is actually an Irish name, like Q-U-I-N, right? It's an Irish surname, I think. So I think Q-I itself shouldn't pronounce as Queen. I guess in English they don't use Q a lot. Is there a reason why you didn't anglicize your name like a lot of Mandarin speakers tend to do? A lot of Taiwanese do. I used to have one, you know. Oh, you used to I did. Yeah, that? my mom forced one upon me. I was called Henry a long time oh. ago. I didn't know Henry. I uh, see yeah, I'm Henry looking at you? the podcast assistant. Could you confirm that Henry is a very old-fashioned name for men in this country? Basically, <laughs> Zoomers. No, not Zoomers, Boomers. Ooh. And little did I know, only when I got into middle school, I learned that what Henry is one of their chubby, fat, oh. womanizer king that kills so many of his wives. I just thought I don't want nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with this posh gammon, so psh, so I couldn't ditch it. Mandarin is a funny language in that one sound, one syllable has a lot of possibilities, right? Yes. The typical example people give is the example of M-A, Ma, and we have tones. In modern Mandarin, there are at least four or five tones. Four. So four, no, yeah. but there are qingsheng. Oh yeah, yeah, five of them. The first tone, Ma, is mother. The second tone, ma, feeling numb, right? Ma. Yes. And ma, the third horse. tone means a horse, whereas ma means like telling people off, scolding. Yeah, so or swearing. You, swearing. So if you don't get your tone right, you easily sound ridiculous, which is what most Caucasians sound when they speak yeah. Mandarin. Oh, okay. Good luck to them. <laughs> can I tell a classic joke at this point about this? Okay, if it's not shit joke, go for it. It's, it I love this joke. So there is a foreigner, uh, for, by foreigner, like non-Chinese speaker was in China and then he's trying to see some panda so he asked <laughs> which means I want to see your chest hairs <laughs> listen anyway yeah yeah, yeah I got do, my point do a Rosetta Stone chest hair and panda shall we yeah repeat after us chest hair chest hair panda Panda. Xiong Mao. <laughs> Imagine the non-Chinese speaker out there said, what the f*** are they talking about? I, I hear no difference. I, I can see the face on the podcast assistant. She's like, I hardly see a difference. Well, I'm so glad I don't have learned this godforsaken language. Anyway, so that's a bit about Mandarin. You agree with me, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is surprising because sometimes I watch YouTube. There are... It's not quite stand-up, it's more like the traditional art form similar to stand-up xiangsheng. There will be Americans or British or Australian people dressed in ridiculous traditional Chinese costume. They talk with an uber Beijing accent. Oh, oh yes. That I'm like, Jesus Christ, your, your Mandarin is more standard than mine. Yeah. <laughs> Taiwanese speak Mandarin in a very casual and lazy way. It's just your style and accent. Oh, you're being you know? diplomatic. I like no. I like to put it. Mainland Chinese people say Taiwanese men sound like women and Taiwanese women sound like horse. Is that right? No, the word go is <laughs> is cute. Okay. Cute. cute. Everyone is cute. You're yeah. cute like bunch of cute people. When they, when you talk, like if you're angry, you sound very cute. I think that's because we've been colonized by Japan for fifty years. Ah. And there's a tendency, especially younger Taiwanese girls, to mimic the sort of anime cosplay very sort of cutie cute. Sound. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Oh, you don't. You didn't quite say why you didn't go for an English name, or did you? I just oh no, it, yeah. I just went to my own rant. I just feel like it's not me anymore when somebody call me a different name. 
like English name. Because when I was very young, when I was at primary school, yeah, a teacher do this thing. She assigned every every kid an English name, and then the one went for me is Anne. I wasn't happy with that name because I saw this like too. You look more Margaret to me. Margaret. Yeah. I thought that's an old lady name. No. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually offended when I heard that. <laughs> I'm gonna go to a question that may be slightly more offensive. Yes, go but for this is a question I ask every single guest. Coaching. Do you believe you speak English with an accent? Do I believe I I, I do speak English with an accent? Yeah, but that's and a... I believe <laughs> I, and I admit it. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly the point. Because sometimes factually people got an accent, but they don't want to admit it, and it's rude to ask them the question. So、ah. we all have to pretend there's no accent when there's a perfectly Noticeable an accent, and that's why what I try to get people to get on this podcast. One、yeah. of the question is like, do I know that person well enough at this point? Because they might not even think they have an accent. Where's the whole world think they have an accent? <laughs> they think they they speak like standard English. Well, or something. There's no, yeah. Because in Mandarin we have the standard Mandarin. That's one tone, the standard one. Anything else is accent, but in English is kind of different. Depends on whether which country you're from. I guess, for example, in the UK, the standard accent is the RP, what they call the received pronunciation, which is predominantly spoken in Southeast, but without a lazy London sound. Because used to be BBC English, right? You have、yeah. to speak very. It's not posh, but it's just proper standard Anchorman、ah, English. Because to my understanding, that's called the posh English accent. When it's actually posh English, there are certain way they say certain things. They are not considered received pronunciation. The way Jacob Rees-Mogg speak would not be how they teach international students to learn British English. So there is a British standard. Accent, so to、That's、speak. That's interesting. But people are very careful. They skirt around that,、yeah. so you can hear all sort of regional accent on BBC these days. But I understand that twenty or thirty years ago,、mm-hmm. if you can't fake, can't speak that one accent, you won't be able to get a media job. Definitely not an anchor man. Oh.、Mm. Whereas in America, I believe the standard accent, what they consider accent-free, is the Midwestern accent.、Mm-hmm. Second question, <laughs> potentially more offensive.、Okay. Do you think your accent is strong for the English speakers? Here's the thing. I used to think used I don't think. have much accent. Yeah. My English is really beautiful, and then until I started doing stand-up comedy, and then I listened back to my comedy set, and I was like, shit, like, can, can we? Swear、oh my God! Can I have a silent high five with you again? Yeah. That is just painful listening back to their own voice because you never sounds the same as what they perceive. I guess when we speak, we hear the sort of echoey within our skull version. Yeah. And when you hear how people listen to you, yeah, in the world opposite you, and just like, oh my God! I cringe when I listening <laughs> back to my own track or like looking at my own video. I'm like.、Aah! It just feels so uncomfortable. Do you have the same feeling? That's exactly what I thought. But you know, there's an English saying, "Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder,"、uh-huh. and I think accent is also in the ears of the listener.、Uh-huh. So, 
our accent may be perfectly fine for some people,、mm. but however hard we try, would never be good enough for certain other people. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I heard some audience used to have feedback when they heard an English speaker comedian doing a whole hour's comedy set. They said it was a bit, was the word tired to listen to for the whole hour. Tiring. Tiring. <laughs> ah, oh my god. <laughs> Now I'm just my English tutor from middle school just disappeared. Like you are tired. But it is tiring. <laughs> <laughs> they, they find it was a bit tiring to listening to because they need to constantly decipher the、yeah. accent into standard English accent. Yeah, and this is what this podcast is about. We are not Mel Street. We are not talented enough to rid ourselves of the accent. Like some actors are able to do that. Yeah, and we can try to make it less of a problem.、Yeah. But. To a point, there will always be this accent.、Yeah. Have you ever had feedback from any punters that after or during the show and say that I don't understand you, your accent is too strong? Do they actually just say it, or do they imply it in any way? I think there's once they might be implying it. Please tell me more about it. There's once I was asking for feedback from、uh, this club, and then their feedback was, "You need to work on your voice projection." And then I thought it's a funny word because I'm trying to like Google what does it mean by voice projection, and I thought it's the way how I pronounce some vocals and like you. But it doesn't really make sense in the stand-up comedy way. I think that、really、the word projection is a euphemism. Your pronunciation wasn't good enough. You need to work on your diction or pronunciation. But that sounds really rude. So in a British way, in a passive-aggressive way, they replace the word pronunciation. So、yeah. maybe sound like a pure technique. Exactly what my conclusion was. Yeah, that's what they're trying to tell. Because I actually listening back my video, and I was okay. If I can find how people might find it difficult to understand. Yeah, I get that point. Because if people are not used to the accent, I need to find. I mean, to make it neutral enough, people can understand me. Having said that, yeah, I think for stand-up comedians, it's one of our job to make. Ourselves easy to understand, but、yeah. at the same time, accent is a part of our character, like a part of our、yeah. onstage personnel.、So、when you think about all the famous Scottish comedian like Frankie Boyle and Kevin Bridge, they all have a very thick Scottish accent. I remember the first because my boyfriend is from Scotland. I remember the first time he showed me a clip, a clip of Frankie Boyle. I can see all the audience was really enjoying themselves, laughing their heads off. I have literally no idea what is this guy talking about. I don't understand. He said at all until I asked my boyfriend to translate from English to English to me, and then I adjust my ear for a little bit. I used to that accent, and then I can enjoy his comedy set. When you get the convention, like when you get the trick right to convert from one accent to another, then you're good to go. Because for me, it took me quite a few years to pick up the Scottish accent, but then once I picked up, I actually find it's kind of like cute and. It is very easy approaching. Scottish accent is great. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't do it, but I can't. I, I tried,、it. and for Scottish people, I was asked. I was in Edinburgh, and I did a whole three sentences in Scottish accent. What I perceive or what I believe to be Scottish accent, I got six, four, and seven. I was like, what? I thought I did like close to nine, and yeah. Well, you ask people to score you on your Scottish no, accent because it was a predominantly Scottish crowd that specific day, and I just、ah. say, oh, you know, I actually try. To a fake Scottish accent, I'm aware I have my Mandarin accent, but just just score me out of ten.、Yeah. So what was the line I was saying? 
Oh, because it was an actual conversation I overheard in Edinburgh when I was queuing for coffee and before I went to do my own show. It was a bit chilly, like a typical Scottish morning. There was three Scottish lady queuing in front of me, and one of them is called Fiona, right? Uh, that is so typical Scottish yeah. Fiona. So they start saying that, oh, something like, "Have you heard? Have you have you checked the news? I know it's a heat wave. It's twenty degrees." <laughs> <laughs> That's so For you, it's good enough. Not for the Scottish <laughs> audience. Oh, I forgot. Normally, I introduce people lots of accolade, but I just jump into the conversation with you. I've never seen you before the lockdown, the pandemic. I feel like you're on a meteoric rise, and you're everywhere. You won comedy store, London comedy store, gong show. Yes. That is a pretty tough thing. March 2021. When did you start performing comedy? Actually, so I started five months before the pandemic in October. So, but I was in Edinburgh. So I started in Edinburgh, and then I was gigging in Scotland for five months, and then I was doing a few online thing during lockdown, and then I moved to London. So basically, when we first met, I just started out in London. That's basically why you haven't saw me at all before the pandemic. Did you move to London for comedy, or did you move to London for work? I've been asking myself that question. Yeah. So the official answer that I gave to myself is, is to move to London and be friends with me. Ah. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> I got a new job near London. My previous company, they are not doing so good. The the actual reason is I feel a bit bored in Edinburgh because I was living in Edinburgh for almost seven years. It's a city, but it's a still a small city. There's nothing much to do. Scottish listener. Did you hear that? They just say your Edinburgh is a small city. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> it's <laughs> it is beautiful though. It's one of the most beautiful city in the world. It's great. And、uh, no, in Edinburgh you should say it's class. It's class.、Yeah. Okay, it's Scottish story. Okay, <laughs> comedy is one of the very important factor for me to move down because in Edinburgh I used to gig. A lot, but not that a lot. We have outside the festival time. We have two comedy club, probably like three open mic or gigs a week. And in Glasgow, there's a few, but overall, there's not as much as you can jump to every night. Not like in here. I found myself extremely lucky during the lockdown. There's a few like online thing, and then the gong show was online. So I did the online gong show, and then I won that one, and then that immediately gave me a boost. So when everything is opened up, every,、uh, all the com comedy club reopened after the lockdown. I just sent out my comedy CV. I said I want. Were you already signed to comedy store management? By Not then. that point yet. Not that point yet. Yeah, because、uh, what happened is, if you want to go on show, you can get an、uh, open spot at the comedy store. And you got then, a video. Yes, and I got a video, and then that gave me a big boost because everyone、ah. will see I performed at the comedy store. That's a big credit. Probably like one. I don't think just lucky、right? though. Like okay, it's different to do the gong version, but gong show itself is brutal. Kudos、yeah. to you. I mean, it is it is tough, but I think the timing works really really well.、Yeah. For, because if if I didn't win the gong show, then after we reopen everything, I need to email everyone. I need to go to brainer gigs. I need to prove to every gig runner that I'm worth it. Not long after that, so I won the gong show in March in. April, I got my first gig in the comedy store, and then I got my second gig in comedy store one month after, and I got signed by them. After I got signed by them, that's like a big, like a big, what you call it, like a like a badge for me. Yeah. Say, oh, this person is good. 
book this person, and then I got my London pass officially in the comedy. You、circuit. got your club pass, basically. Yeah, sort of. So I started very, very late in 2015.、Mm. I was in Berlin, and I came back to London summer 2016. But Ching and I are doing very similar gigs right now. So basically, she <laughs> achieved for a couple of months what I have been doing a couple of years before the pandemic, and that's why I say China speed. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> Despite the fact that you are from mainland China, I have a huge respect for you because I've listened to so many of your said. I have to say, there's something wrong with your brain. I don't know how your brain functions. <laughs> you think in、Thank、a really,、you. really weird, really, really, really weird way, and your observation, your similes, that、like、your metaphor, your analogy—they're just like, what is wrong? <laughs> I don't want to oust too much your material, but the way you describe your boyfriend having sun bath outside and you're、uh, hiding inside, you link that to certain kitchen stuff. It's just amazing. Thank you. And you didn't go down that. Oh, I used to make toys for you. I guess for anyone who's a who can be perceived as a Chinese comedian, put it that way, the easiest line you can do is though I made your toys. And I, when I MC, I would say something along the line that, please switch off your mobile phone. And I would then say, considering my kind of people make those phones, I have the、oh. the right to ask you that. I do that as a really hacked line, but you want to get my MC job done. Yeah. When I do a set, typically avoid doing that because when I grow up, I never had to make those phones. Yeah. <laughs> you have the Asian kids sweatshop stereotype. I never had to do that. So to use that line for me is actually not authentic. It's、yeah. an easy and hack line,、mm. and I really only use it in that case. I think I used to do it when I do my comedy set. Now that I don't do it anymore, but I put it in my、uh, Twitter handle.、Mm. I used to have some hack joke in my comedy set, but、yeah. then because the comedy set is keep developing, and then I add. Add stuff to it, and then I just decided I'm not doing those hack joke anymore. I think we all need somewhere to start with, and then people just naturally pick those topic that is like really. Yeah, but you are three、easy. years into doing comedy, and yeah, you already but... retired. Though some people have done it for ten, twenty years, they're still using it. <laughs> I'm a lot of enemies out there, but that's what I'm saying. Your observation is so good that I'm pretty sure when you start speaking, there's some judgmental. Probably Karen from the home county listening to you was acts really strong, isn't she? At some point, you would have managed to win them over because、mm. your comedy is so good. Like the observation about your. <laughs> <laughs> See this, but <laughs> yeah, she was talking about physics and her titties. Let me put it that way. I was just like, <laughs> I just thought, oh my god, I wish I thought of that. But no, I don't have titties. No, I do. I have men boobs, but still, it's just. <laughs> Have you actually tried to neutralize your accent, like deliberately? I do, but it also、uh, changes because, for example, if I do a set a lot more times, yeah. I could pick up because I listen to my own stuff and I watch the videos and know where I tend to go wrong, so I could.、Mm. Lower or lessen the accent in certain parts of it, it sounds better, right? If I'm doing,、um, if I'm riffing, or I'm just trying to interact with the audience, or I'm just tired on that day,、mm-hmm. or I'm doing a relatively new set,、mm-hmm. then that specific part, the Mandarin accent, will come out stronger because I haven't had time to、yeah. refine it yet, and it cringes me when I listen back. And also, when I'm quite at ease,、mm-hmm. then the accent will also be. Not quite as strong. Yeah, yeah. I, I find like if I've been talking Mandarin to my friend before the show, then I can't, I can't switch. Sometimes my brain is really messed up. There's once I was having this whole discussion with my Chinese friend, and then I went to this show, and on the show is a new material night, so I was really chill. And on the show, I suddenly thought of there's a new bit I should do instead of saying oh. 
uh, right, there's a new bit. I said, oh, 对了 So I dropped a Chinese inside of my English bit, and then after I said that, and then I was like so brain confused. I was like, what did I just say? Did I just say Chinese to non-Chinese audience? How did they react to that? I don't think they. I think they just thought it's a part of my act. accent or an act. They didn't really pause and think. What did I hear? They're just like, ah, I didn't really get the two syllable, but that's okay. They just moved on. Oh, but there is once I was doing this set, very tired, so I didn't really pronounce neatly enough. And then I had this punchline. Uh, one audience in the front row, she misheard me, and then she laughed really hard. I didn't thought that line was that funny. It was like a casually edit thing. Well, you're laughing really hard, and then she repeated my punchline. I was like, that's not what I said. Okay, this is. Magical. I said something. The audience misheard it. Maybe because of my accent. She thought it's funnier than the one I actually said meant to say. I decided to adopt that line. It's not like you decide to always exaggerate your accent, right? No, I wasn't.、There. Yeah, I I try to like every time I practice my set and try to repeat my set because I want myself to be easier to understand. I don't want to have this kind of mistake because it's a mistake. I shouldn't confuse audience of a、yeah. punchline. I shouldn't do that. That's what I say though. That's about you trying not going down the easy. I'll give you an example of what I meant when the accent is strong. This is a video online, and they can actually listen to the example I did. So in the Comedy Central one, I started a little bit nervous because it was a proper studio, and my opening line is my name is Quan Wen,、mm. but they will call me Wan Wan. So that's basically the joke.、Mm. On that day, the phrase I use is I'm also known. As Quan Wen, instead of saying also non, my Chinese sound just came out. I said also nang, because <laughs> that ang sound is your a n g, right? Yeah. We call it ang, and on that day I was nervous. <laughs> I phrased it in a way I don't normally do, because、uh-huh. I typically say my name is Quan Wen. A lot of people prefer, and I forgot why I changed it. Maybe because I thought the line was a bit too long,、mm. so I wanted to shorten it. So I just say also non,、mm. but instead of saying non, I say also nang. And whenever I hear that, <laughs> I cringe so much. <laughs> I don't know the the way I'm listening. I think it's really cute. Oh, <laughs> I don't find it cute. It's、I、really、cringe. funny too. <laughs> Do you also perform comedy in Mandarin? I know the answer, but I want you to answer it. Yes, I do. Yes.、Uh, well, I think the correct answer is I'm trying to. You're trying to. Yeah. Please elaborate. So I find it's very, very different, like English comedy and Mandarin comedy. It's not only like the jokes, like the content, the language is very different. It's very different to switch, switch from、yeah. one language mode to another. I set it up my own、uh, Mandarin comedy club in London. And then tell the, people what, where they can find it. Ah, okay. It's called Hurrah Comedy, 华人喜剧华 as 笑华华 Yeah, so we do like monthly show in London, all around London. And just follow me on Instagram, and you will find all the info there. When I set it up, one of my intention is I want to try to do Mandarin comedy. I want to try to do comedy in my mother tongue. I find out that because I've been in in the UK outside China for so long, the way I structure my language is not native anymore. Because once I did this set, and then all the audience are properly confused. They don't know like where am I getting to. So basically, I translate my English set, and then they find the the way language was is really confusing. They're like, "Are you speaking the translated version of Chinese or something?" It sounds like I translated from、uh, Google Translate. If the comedy, the language is not natural enough, I think the audience can like resist to laugh. They resist to take it. To love, to resonate with you, so I find it very difficult. But I've been practicing because I have my own open mic. Now it's getting better 
but you can still see some kind of little thing, little bit that you can find. Maybe you can only see it in the English, or is the is the English way of expressing yourself? It's not the Chinese way. I agree. There are a couple of、uh, factors at play here. I feel British audience are a lot more into sarcasm.、Mm. They like to say things ironically, which is. Well, people get it, but they just don't like it to the same extent,、mm. especially in Asia. And the other reason, maybe, I feel stand-up has a long tradition here、mm. and is a Western art form. So the audience here are really well trained. Yes. And I also、yes. feel London audience, not necessarily Londoners, not put it in the London-centric way, like the big cities, people are really well trained to guess what you're trying to. Take them to, yeah. So you don't have to give them so many clues or make it so direct. They can make it really subtle and they still work it out. And for me, there's no better satisfaction.、Yeah. Whereas Asian audience, they're still learning this art form. Yeah, definitely. If you're not obvious or direct, you know, sometimes they're just confused. When I first have my first two open mic in my Mandarin one, I need to like literally, I need to train the audience how to cheer because they don't cheer. If I say, oh, any student here, they will raise up their hand. It's like in a class, it really means the student. <laughs> Because culturally, you don't want to make a fuss. You don't want to stand、uh, out. Yeah, you don't want to stand out. You don't want to inconvenience other people. Yeah. So they think if I sit like elegantly and just had a grin on my face, that's enough. So no, we want to hear the roaring of laughter in a comedy club, and that's、yeah. why it's different. So、yeah. I literally need to say, if you are a student, you say. Woo, like the surname. Woo,、yeah. and then, so three to one. Woo, I have to train them. I need to tell them how to cheer. But now it's getting better. We have like returned audience, and then they all know to cheer and to clap. Okay. Oh, another thing I want to point out is how I find it's nearly impossible to say anything like dirty word in my mother tongue. I find it's really. You need to try, girl. You need to train yourself. No, <laughs> <I> <laughs> well, you have a potty mouth like mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a certain word if、yeah. I use if I say it in Mandarin. And then people、yeah. like, oh, that is. I agree. I think f- is more endearing than equivalent in Mandarin. I don't know why, but it just. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we only have two, three minutes left, so I need to let you promote yourself and give your Instagram or whatever social media handle. How can people find you if they love your company and want to follow you? Okay, if you want to follow me, find me on Instagram, and the Instagram handle is Qin Wang Qin. So the first Qin is your body Qin, C H I N, and Wang is my surname, and then the second Qin is my actual official name, Q I N. So my passport name, Qin Wang Qin. That's two spelling of my name and then sandwiched my surname in the middle. Good luck finding it. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Ching. And we are actually gonna go for brunch. So yay! yay. Bye. Bye.